Hey guys, we're back. Him is back another week. I'm Malik. I'm Aaron. I'm Trey. And Stevie. So what's up, guys? What have y'all been up to? Hey, Trey. Hey. Um, so I have been doing nothing really exactly just schoolwork. Um, my life has been really, really, really fucking hectic. Um, I just got over a really nasty cold. Um, that I've been dealing with and it was like a good one in two days but like it was terrible the first day and then I'm also now doing a vegan journey um and that combined with being sick I was hungry for like three days and then I was sick like it was just terrible but now that I'm like deep up in this vegan journey mm. like I can see like the benefits I got so much more energy I'm like I don't know, but I just feel like, oh, it's going to be so much better, but I still like chicken and I really wish I had a, a wing or some Panda Express or um, anything really that has meat in it. I should have brought- And I kind of mean both. I should have brought some fried chicken just to shade you. See, and that's the issue. Um, but no, I really, really, really- I'm enjoying being vegan, even though my family does call me and they're like, oh, we're going out to dinner. And like, I'm like, well, bitch, I can't even eat nothing except for like grass, but whatever. What have y'all been up to? Aaron. Hey, bro. Hey, it's me. I am. Um, I'm, I'm really hungover. I <laughs> say that again because I don't think the girls heard you. <laughs> I'm really hungover. <laughs> I feel like crap. I am. Um... No, I haven't really been doing that too much. I've been I've been doing a lot of schoolwork and and work, uh, trying to balance the two. I'm I think I'm gonna leave my job soon. Hopefully, nobody at my job listens to this. Okay. <laughs> if so, bitch, this is the motherfucking two week notice, girls. <laughs> but yeah, no, I um, uh, nothing really. I I have been uh, I've been working and uh, going to school, drinking a little bit. I probably should cut down on that because I feel like somebody is beating the crap out of me as I speak. But that's it. I mean, honestly, y'all should see him like here and recording. I spent like a good hour and a half with him and he's in rare form. Um, and I really don't know how to take it. Um, he's been just doing some real crazy shit, but I love him. Jack. So I'm going to roll with these this hangover punches because I ain't never used to this. I love the cocktail girl. So cocktail away. <laughs> Now, Stevie, hi, Mr. Sunny Glasses. Hello. Hold on, hold on, because my bitch came to the motherfucking record and looking cute as fuck. Stop it. Stop it. Um, I ain't been doing shit. I've been applying to new jobs, Um, like I probably mentioned last week. Um, And I've been catching up on all my shows. I've been sitting in my room watching fucking YouTube series after YouTube series, bitch. I feel like I'm a part of them. Um... But yeah, that's pretty much it with me. I just been fucking sitting in my room and also listening to my music and meditating and writing in my journal yet again cuz my journal is everything. It's my thoughts, it's my feelings, it's just everything. So yeah, pretty much in my room and in my fucking own space. In your tea. Yeah, mama. Yeah. I've been meditating too. Mhm. Mama, Bitch, get, get you get, get to meditating, tea. mamas. You no, know, it costs you nothing. I promise you, not a coin. You know, I've been telling, I've been telling Malik to meditate for about three, four years. He ain't been listening, so he ain't gonna meditate. 
I need something that I can do on the go. <laughs> Baby, get you a go. Get your ass in that bed and fucking. <laughs> but yeah, so um, what I've been up to is I've been convalescing for the last week because I've been sick. Um, I still have a little bit in me, but it's gotten a lot better. I definitely want it to be 100% today. Um, part of me is not getting better because it's hella cold in New York. And go ahead and add. And because there's a lot of dick around <laughs> and somebody doesn't like to stay inside the house. I do not. They bitch. like to go outside and see where all the dick is. Girl. Until no. you stay your ass in the house <clears throat> and not chase and find no dick. There won't you won't have a cold. My That's the issue. Must just out here chasing dig, bitch. And with that being said, um, I'm gonna continue to be out. These girls actually, I had to, you know, last night I was out being a grown woman, and I had to, you know, readjust my plans so that I could be here mm-hmm. on time. Well, not on time, but be here. Yeah, because a bitch mm, on time is a is a stretch, girl. But, um. That's one thing I love about Malik, though. Let me say, he'll tell me, oh, I'm sick. I'm staying in the house. I'm not doing nothing all weekend. And then the next day, I'll be like, hey, what you was up to? Oh, I went out with this man. You know, my man friend. We was out. Um, It was so much fun. And then I was like, bitch, bitch, aren't you sick? Mm-hmm. Baby, when he make the reservations, it's reserved. And that's all I have to say. But, um, yeah, we are um, going to go ahead and move into the icebreaker. Um, so earlier this week, something happened. And it's very rare that I'm actually into sports news. I'm always into it. <laughs> I'm a stereotypical gay, but um, I don't watch many sports. But um, a fine man came across my screen, and I just had to find out what was going on. So um, a couple days ago, uh, the story dropped that NFL prospect Darius Geis, who is um, from LSU, Louisiana State University, uh, was asked if he liked men by a certain NFL team. And I kind of wanted to bring it to the table because this is a recurring um, issue for black athletes. And um, even though specifically it may not be pertaining to the LGBTQ community, it kind of rolls over to our side and it affects us um, in all black men in an in, in, in adverse way. So uh, what's up? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I really... This is a, a, a subject that, one, has been going on, I think, for a while in the NFL, in all uh, professional sports. Um, and I think, one, I really hate that that was a question mm-hmm. that they thought was needed to be asked. Um, I know that in tradition sometimes that the NFL combine is normally a place where you may try to haze new new recruits or new prospects to see if they have the strength in the in the PR department during the press conference to not fly off the handle and they sometimes ask ridiculous ass questions but this question wasn't necessary um and to me it's it's who gives a fuck um how what does that do how does that hinder his job it doesn't he can still knock the same nigga off the ground that he wants to to be if he, if he was gay that he would want to be with. Right. So essentially, you're asking that because you're trying to find reasons to not pick this player up, 
And that's disrespectful. This is just the same treatment that happened to former NFL player Michael Sam. Mm. You, you can't, you got can't use, you can't hide behind, hide behind your homophobia. And especially now where it's so, where we can see all the shit you're doing. Um, I didn't read about this. I saw this all on my timeline. I didn't read mm-hmm. um, exactly the article because, one, I knew what type of bullshit was going on and I'm not giving my time and energy. But um, I want to know what team that is. And let me tell y'all, I don't support. I'm a big sports fan. I watch sports. I watch football, basketball, hockey. Um, and I don't like to support that shit. I'm not going to support that team. I'm not going to even try to watch. Like, if my team is playing, y'all, I'm not watching you. Like, I just think that that's all around just a disrespectful, ignorant question to ask. I think the question has um, dangerous implications. What What's really behind the question is that it makes sexuality into a sort of a witch hunt. I, I, I talked about this uh, before, but sexuality is not something that needs to be found out it's not something that needs to be discovered it's not something that needs to be common knowledge this idea that we have to come out and share our sexuality with people is um a result of the discrimination we've received as a community and it made us retreat into the proverbial closet so this was never anybody's business um and if you make it into a thing that needs to be found out then you're taking us back to days where we were more publicly um dehumanized and um disrespected so for the NFL to allow this sort of behavior is fucked. I mean, I, I don't, I don't watch sports. I'm not really a sport. I mean, NFL don't affect me at all because I never watched that bullcrap anyway. But um, that's trash to do to somebody. So um, I think it's awful, and it shouldn't ever happen again. Um, I'm not the girl to watch sports, so I ain't really got too much to say. Uh, I'm with everyone else. It's pretty much a, a hunk of bullshit, but I've always been like the cheerleader on the side watching the sports and looking at the fine guys. So y'all really can't take my opinion from this shit. I just think it's bullshit altogether. <laughs> Lord, Baby. let me tell you. But he is fine, though. Like, you can't. I'm going to pull up a picture, but he is fine. Yeah. No, I've seen him. But look, good. this is not the first time I've been with them when a when a game was on or something and they're like I don't give a fuck and then somebody fine come on the screen and it's, it's like it's the fine that? ones it's the fine ones you Who gotta watch <laughs> and then you gotta tell them then you gotta bring up the the, the stats and the, tell them and then they're like we just don't wanna we don't care we just wanna know who what they look like so someone tweeted uh, ESPN's Israel Gutierrez powerful response to this situation occurring. Um, Mr. Gutierrez wrote, there are kids out there having to make this decision between choosing a career in sports or being their true selves. It kept me in the closet until I was 31. Um, and this is just like things that we talk about all the time. And it's just that, yo, we have beautiful black men out here. Um, regardless if they're bisexual or if they're gay, it's just like that shouldn't be asked. That's his job. And I don't even like regular people asking me if I'm gay. So I can only imagine that happening to me at work and just be like, bitch, what the fuck? What what does that have to do with me performing the responsibilities that this job requires? Um, And I think that Working and and being an individual is so hard in this um, in this day and age because we have to 
we have to do certain things to maintain a job, you know? And I think about even me at work, it's just like, oh, well, let me not wear this cunt outfit because, like, you know, the girls is going to give me a lot, you know? Um, and coming from me working at a, uh, when I was working at the school, it's such a masculine atmosphere, you know? Um, and I just think, again, that if somebody were to be all up in my tea at work, I would be giving fever because you don't need to know what I do when I go home. I um I actually now I, the girls got something to say. I got something to say, baby. First of all, that's one of the main reasons why I left my other job because I felt like I couldn't be myself and my personality wasn't being able to be expanded and just being taken in, in the right way. I felt like the job that I had was very masculine based. I felt like it was always a competition. I didn't come to work to be in no fucking competition. I came here to do a fucking job. So that's one of the. It's so funny that you bring that up because that's one of the main reasons why I left that fucking job because I felt like me being myself was covered and i couldn't let it expand because i'm worried about what this guy or this guy is saying in the fucking room so every time i walked in there every fucking day for the month that i well month or so that i was there i fucking like was afraid to go there like damn is it's today the day i'm gonna have to be like sheltered and not be myself or is today the day i'm gonna be like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do the fucking job but nope it didn't work that way the bitch left the job and it is what it is but i definitely connect with what the fuck you said like bitch that hit me right in the fucking forehead yeah. boop I feel like we should use this incident to um, admonish ourselves because we, as a community, we tend to treat sexuality like a witch hunt sometimes. Uh, this whole thing with um, Odell Beckham uh, and how, you know, we just can't seem to leave this man alone about his sexuality. Oh. And I get being attracted to him. You know, I make jokes about, you know, Drake and just like say things like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my husband or, you know, whatever. But like, that's different from analyzing everything that he says does wears is seen with you know what i'm saying and stereotypically like saying okay no because he said this or because he wore this he's gay and it's like you guys are doing that thing where you're making it something to be found out you're making it something that is that should be put back into the closet and then you triumph when you find out that oh it's been true oh i knew all along or you know what have you that's that is dangerous implications my brothers and sisters please Stop doing, stop practicing those types of behaviors because that is dangerous. So just, I mean, we, that's my final thought on it. Um, that was real powerful, Aaron. But my one comment, you know, I always got a comment. Um, my brothers and sisters gave me very Monique tease, and I was really waiting for you to say, "My loves, okay. I want hey, you to boycott." <laughs> I was I was getting ready. I was ready and waiting, loves. but I'm happy it didn't go there. So sorry, Malik. Oh, you go bite ahead, me. <laughs> but no, what I just wanted to say is is that I hate that gayness and being gay and being bisexual is looked at or perceived as perversive when it comes to the black man. Um, there there are never stories where white men are asked if they are dating men or if they're having sex with men, it's always black men. And I don't understand why it's not acceptable to be gay and black, mm. you know, like it, it, and, and black men are the only ones experiencing these issues mm -hmm. straight or gay. But you know, um, it is what it is. Um, I, I want to say that, um, big ups to Darius. Um, good luck with with the draft and everything. We love you at him. <laughs> Look, we support you if you're gay or not. Because you're fine as hell. Uh -huh. Lord, what? That was really, uh, that was, 
What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supporting all black men. Pound him. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was our mission statement. And I'm trying to figure out where he got that shit from. Yeah. Um, he don't be even using hashtags on fucking Twitter like that. I'm going to hashtag that. But, okay. <laughs> um, what? We'll be right back. Because Malik is getting on my nerves. And we'll be right motherfucking back. <laughs> Hey, baby, this is Sister Good Puss. Come here and let me whisper something in your ear right quick. Come on on, on over here now. This is what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to go to Twitter and Instagram and make sure y'all check Him Podcast out. And you can also step into their world at HimPodcast.com, baby. Make sure y'all do that, girl. Bye. Hey girls, we back from the little break. So I was on Twitter the other day and um, I saw this funny ass video about this girl saying that she was from San Francisco and she was just joking about how like, oh, I wouldn't move to Houston because it's a bunch of bad bitches in Houston and I just like look like a fucking thumb. And I was keying. Um, so her question or the whole thought is, is that is your attractiveness directly correlated to the city or state that you live in? Yes. Um, I'm only saying that just because, I mean, if you, you could be the finest person in Wisconsin mm. and be not that cute to many people in New York, um, New York City will humble a bitch. Mm. Um let it be let, let's be real <laughs> you could be let's call a thing a thing i mean shit look trending topics on twitter will humble a bitch too now recently i saw the five men of texas and i said oh lord i can't move to texas which is what she said houston texas <laughs> like texas is full of fine people everywhere that's where i mean look texas raised and gave us beyonce mm. so I mean, it's something in that water. Mm -hmm. um, and I may be moving down to Texas. Mm -hmm. um, my Texas people, please tell me what area I should really move to with all the fine men are. With all the, the fine, the good fine tops I need to know. Um, girl, but no, I'm not really, the tops, girl. Yes, I need the top. Baby. Um, I just know that I feel like Yo, you could be really fine in Wisconsin and be like an okay bitch in New York or Philly or any of the major cities where there's a lot of people coming in from all over. So, I mean, that will humble you. Mm. Mm. Y'all got any thoughts? Because I feel like I'm rambling. I, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I think that <sighs> if I already think somebody is cute and I find out they live in like New York City or something, it's like... You you even I'm like before I left here I'm like you you even cuter now because I, I imagine you you have you jet setting and mm -hmm. on the subway and you know what I'm saying like walking down Doing the avenue you know what I'm saying so I'm like ooh ooh he's he's in the city like you know what I'm saying so um I think that is true it it plays a lot into perception of attractiveness it I say perception because I don't think it actually is true in in the real life mm -hmm. um but 
the whole idea where like, oh, you're cuter because you live a certain place. Because I mean, you know, you take a picture, you know, in California, in the sun, like next to the bridge or you know whatever. I'm like, ooh, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your background was Minnesota, then I'd be like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cute for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that definitely does. It, it plays a part. It, it might not be the greatest thing ever, but I think it definitely does play a part in how attractive you are to other people. So yeah, I think it does. Girl, listen, let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck about none of that. But nigga's fine. I don't give a fuck where he's from. <laughs> bitch, he could be in the same city as me. If he's fine, he's fine. Bitch, I ain't think about where he's from. Bitch, I wish I would find a nigga from fucking Minnesota, though. And that's fine as fuck, bitch. Wait, that hold much... on, pause. Because now, now we're shading Wisconsin and Minnesota. No, we're not. No, no, no. Shouts out to Minnesota and Shout Wisconsin. Shout out to them. <laughs> no, I'm not shading them. I promise. Let me redirect the question. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about you. Oh, oh. Yeah, so yeah, how fine right are you? Bitch, Were I'm you fine. fine, fine in Virginia? How fine are you in New York? Honestly, I, my level of fine has increased. Uh, Come on, bitch. 40% since moving to the city. Come on. Uh, you know, Virginia, I was like, I was cute. You know they what I'm saying? But hunting. now, a nigga, a nigga is a honey you, mama. dip. They All right? Hunting. All right? I'm a honey dip. I am Winnie the fucking poo. Uh, come nigga. on, Winnie. What's up? <laughs> Baby, I'm um, yeah. Give it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all feeling all confident. I'm feeling out here like the ugly duckling. So, um, baby, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like New York Simple has New York City has humbled my ass. Um, and I mean, I feel like there's a whole bunch of. I don't want to say that there's a whole bunch of me's, but I want to say like, yes, nobody has my personality. And no one has like my ambition and all that other good stuff. But there's a lot of people grinding out here, and I feel like, oh, you're just a, a another person grinding. You're another person doing that. So I don't feel as special as I did in Baltimore, um, or in Philly per se. But I mean, I have leveled up a little bit. I ain't gonna get myself too much okay mm. i ain't at honey do honey dip levels oh, but dead. um <laughs> i have reached a new pinnacle of trey let me just say that i'm so weak um definitely was one of the finer girls when i lived in virginia no shade <laughs> to the girls that live in virginia but y'all already know what it was given when i lived in virginia so but anywho, I was very nervous when I moved to New York just because, one, I heard that feminine, like, they didn't live for feminine boys up here. So I was really, and, and the girls, the boys live for a feminine girl down south. So I was, I was very scared. And then just, like, it's so many niggas in, in, in New York as opposed to it being, like, three fine niggas in Virginia and all of them are my friends, which I can't date. So it's just like, okay. But I moved here and... For like the first two months, bitch, I was slightly depressed just because it was so many men. And I just, I didn't find, I couldn't find my niche. But three years later. <laughs> hello, mama. Hello, babies. Mama has found her nest. Um, and I'd like to also say that like me moving from the Bronx to Manhattan has made me more eligible for men. Um, Cause it's also like I feel like if you live in like Manhattan or Brooklyn, the the boys is like living down for you. Um, but if you like live in the Bronx or Queens, like dating may be a little difficult, um, just because you are technically a little further from the city. Um, but yeah, Mama gets hers, and you know I just want to disband the boys love the feminine boys down here, girl, because I get my things done. 
you know. <laughs> I do my things, Mama you know. does what she has to, but bitch, as long as you're talking about distance, bitch, I live all the way in Long Island, so you know it's oh, yeah. even worse, they bitch. For me. The girl, they paying me, bitch. They Until I come right. to the city, girl, they like, ooh, where, where right. you from, bitch? I'm from Long Island. Oh, yeah. You so far, bitch. No, I'm right there. I'm still, baby. I will come to ride. you, bitch. It's a 50 ride. minute train ride to the city, mamas. I'm pulling up. What's up? But yeah, so um, another question that I have for y'all, which is a total key, but we must talk about it because this, I feel like this does exist. Are there privileges that come with being attractive? I like how you said it. Like it was like very like Valley Girl, you like. Know? Do I, like, really have a privilege for, like, being attractive? Um, but I think you do. Um, I think being attractive comes with, um, uh, uh, it comes with benefits and, and drawbacks. Um, I mean, you're, I think, being in New York, essentially, it's all about the presentation um, and your personal brand. So if you walk into a job and you're attractive, there's benefits to them hiring you. One, more people are going to want to, especially if you're doing something like sales or retail, you you are, if you, people are going to want to buy from the attract, from the pretty person. Um, people are going to want to buy drinks from the pretty person. Like, you're going to want to, you're going to want that pretty person to talk to you. So, yeah, there's benefits. Um, but there's also drawbacks because you can be gorgeous and be very smart and people think you're just a pretty person that can't do anything and has to rely on your looks the entire time. So, essentially, there's, there's, there's privilege. I mean, there's privilege in a lot of things. But there's a lot of drawbacks that come from your privilege. And you have to sometimes... I will say that people who are truly outstanding like like bitch you fine mm -hmm. um type of people you have to watch your privilege because you can run around the town getting everything that you want and thinking life is easy for everybody wow. and bitch it's not <laughs> and you'll come around and find some one person who gonna give your pretty ass what you're looking for and I don't want that for nobody. So that's my part. That I do believe that there is privilege with being attractive. Now, is it always good? No. But there is a privilege. Yeah. You know what? Um, uh, uh, speaking of, like, you know, privilege of being attractive, if you ever look at, like, Instagram or Twitter or something, you see how these people who are super-duper attractive get, like, fucking endorsements to fucking promote a product. I follow a lot of guys that do that, especially, like, fitness guys. They'll get everything bitch they'll get everything handed to them next thing you know the first the fucking person who's fucking attractive on instagram bitch is doing club appearances paying for this oh want you to um pay them money to promote your page and shit i'm looking at them like what the fuck is going on in the world but it's all about being attractive like this is what happens like when you're fine as fuck bitch companies are going to reach out to you they're going to give you shit to fucking promote and it's going to come with it but i look at it like what the fuck is going on bitch maybe i need to step my game up a little bit bitch because that's a coin they get in but I also don't want to say that um, they also are just getting endorsement deals or they're getting things just because they're pretty. Um, there is levels to this branding shit. Um, there's levels to the marketing of yourself shit. Like, it takes talent to market yourself. It takes 
effort and, and work to build a brand like many of those people. Now, some, you, y'all ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some people that are really out here working. They're not buying followers. They, they out here getting each and every follower and their engagement it up. And it's not like, oh, you're just really, some of the people are following them because they're just a pretty person. Like, I mean, I follow this one guy. He's, he's from like the South and I don't even follow him because he is like real fine. He got a cute accent mm-hmm. and I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> but I mean, there's people like me out there that will do that, but they're also, I'm not going to try to, I don't want to take away from them really out here working by also selling their, their beauty. And we, so, um, I'm attractive. <laughs> um, do you have a privilege? Yes, I do. I also, what I really want to pinpoint is I had a conversation with my best friend and I feel like it's really hard to break into certain areas when you're not socially attractive oh. or deemed so socially attractive by other people, oh. you know? Um, and most of the people that take up space in New York, they and when I say take up space, they have projects or a podcast or whatever, but highly attractive. And what my question is, though, like, how do you what if you're not attractive <laughs> and what if you're not an extrovert? I went to a party um, a few weeks ago and I realized that it would be really hard for a regular person an introvert to enjoy that experience because everybody was clicked up. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what it gives in New York. Baby. Everybody was dressed in a certain type of tea. And it's just like, how do we as gay people feel comfortable and feel accepted when pretty privilege exists? Because we turn into mean girls, like, you know, at, at a certain thing, because it's just like, oh, well, I don't want to hang out with her because she's ugly. Or I don't want to hang out with her because she gives a, doesn't give a certain tea. And, like, let's not act like this doesn't happen. You know, right. I'm not one of the girls that do that. Mm-hmm. that, do that right. But it's just like, how do you not be one of the girls that give that when you are pretty or, you know, you are attractive? Or So I am attractive, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, it, it wastes time to to be self-deprecating when it comes to um, looks. If if you have the looks, then then it's fine. You have them. Um, I uh, pretty privilege has always been an area of contention for me. I I realize that it exists, and you know I I get awarded things based on my looks. It it, it makes me uncomfortable most of the time. There are. There have been times when people have, you know, told me, oh, yeah, you're actually, you have a mind behind, like, I thought you were just, like, some vapid, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's insulting, but, like, I don't really let it get to me. Um, I don't know. It's, like, it, it's weird because this is something that I didn't do anything to no, get. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, like, I'm trying to navigate it. I'm trying to not, it's, like, it's like you walk a line between not trying to benefit from it, but then, like, also, if, you know, an opportunity comes up and, you you know, that you need or that you want, Take you know what I'm saying? Take it, and it's like it, it, it's weird. Like, do I capitalize on my attractiveness for whatever it is that I want, or do I maintain a, an illusion of humility? Like, what is the proper way to go about it? Is my question. Um, maybe y'all can answer that for me. Maybe y'all can you know if you listen to this and you might come up <laughs> with like some answers. Because I mean, I most of the time I just be chilling. Like, it, it's not nothing that you know. I I don't think I do anything on purpose to 
capitalize on it, at least not right now. I mean, but if an opportunity comes up in future, I'm not saying I'm not going to take it. Um, I think, but like I always say, when it comes to privilege, there's levels to this shit. Mm. Privilege is a ladder and it is our responsibility to look out for the people that are below us on that ladder. Mm -hmm. When it comes to attractiveness, it can get dicey because, you know, attractiveness can be subjective most of the time there, but there is, there are beauty standards that, you know, people have and, you know, everybody knows what they are, you know, what have you. So if you have pretty privilege, it, you know, it's kind of your responsibility to look out for the people that aren't as socially acceptable. You know, like, don't allow them to be ridiculed and um, diminished just because of the fact that they're not, you know, um, as attractive as the next guy. So that's what I try to do. Um, but, it, you know, it can get difficult. I just want to add something because I think that it's it's a misconception that attractive people don't are not insecure but I actually one of the main reasons why I've been in therapy is because I have very um I wouldn't say low self-esteem but um I have low confidence and I don't feel attractive um and it's a very conflicting space to be in because I date often and a lot of men are attracted to me um but for me not to be attracted to myself is a totally different thing and it's something that I'm working on but um again I just want to put that 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 out there that you know regardless of how you feel about yourself or how other people think about you self-perception means a lot mm -hmm. and if you are not you know if you don't have great self-perception someone else can't perceive you you know perceive you in a, in a in a good light but you know I just wanted to to say that um, I think that we as a community, we need to start uplifting each other um, and it needs to be a no shade policy when you come into different atmospheres mm -hmm. because um, attractiveness just creates a lot of bullshit and like we're not one of those girls. So we love you. We love all of you. Um, so, yeah. Yo. I'm just going to say this, you know, I always come with a comment um, that sounded real AA a, when y'all was like, I'm attractive. Um, and here are my pro like, you Lord. have to admit your privilege first before you well, speak I, on it, you know? I think that was, but it was something that I learned. You, you have to do that. Um, we love y'all. And Lord, is it that time again? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see y'all next week. Um, we love y'all. I'm sorry. I before we leave, I this is very important. But bitch, shout out to motherfucking Tim Hale for answering our Twitter questions yeah, on yeah. his YouTube page. Yeah. Cause that's my bitch. I love her down. Uh, love she's the down. best. She's fine as hell. She's so talented and I just love her. With man. his old black sexy self. <laughs> Chocolate ass. I love Tim Hill and I just met him. And like, I just love him. He's really like the honorary fifth member. Okay. Like, yeah. But not like how Destiny Child had an honorary, like how we had uh, Pharaoh or something. Like we got a real one that can hold weight. <laughs> Real life though, check out Tim's YouTube channel. Uh, it's full of hilarious and thought-provoking content. Uh, his name is Tim Hale, and um, he's it, he's it's Tim Hale on Twitter and Tim dot on Instagram. So check him out. I love him, and you guys will too. And support and creators. We gotta start supporting each other. So yeah, that's on. what I'm talking about. Black creators. We are supporting each other. So once again, we'll see y'all motherfucking next week, next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It's, it's Trey here, and we love y'all. Don't go nowhere. See ya. Mm -hmm.
I can't take it, I was wondering, baby